0: Ronananian. as my boss way back when in the gas station always told me he said you know you always start a diagnosis at the beginning you always begin at step 1 regardless I want you. car doctor if you're not careful you're going to make a giant electromagnet if you wrap the coils of wire around the steel and then pass voltage through it at some point you're going to magnetize something and on a computer car in the wrong situation welcome to the radio home of ron and Anian the car doctor since 1991 this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, welcome. Ronnie and and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. Here to take your calls and answer your questions. The Car Doctor website, as always, is cardoctorshow.com. You'll find links there to tunein.com that you can uh, pick up other affiliates that this radio show is carried on. There's a partial list there at TuneIn.com. You'll also find links to iHeart.com and iTunes.com if you like to take podcasts of this radio show. Subscribe to them. You can also download podcasts of this radio show right from our website into your device. And keep in mind, if you need me during the week, it's Ron at Cardoctorshow.com. Real quick shout-out before we uh, kick off this hour and, and, and get going is um, to Mom. Mom is uh, convalescing. She's in, uh, in uh, I guess the word is rehab there. She jumped out of bed a couple of weeks ago and cracked three ribs, and uh, she's on the mend, and um, at her um, advanced age, which we won't mention on her too, she's um, just kind of rolling along, and um, we just want to let her know that we know she's listening today and that we love her and uh, we want to see her back in action, and uh, the local supermarket misses her. So um, <laughs> and that's really the truth, too. Everybody asks. Had a 2004 tacon line come into the shop this week at Ari Automotive? And it was suffering from misfire. It has a misfire issue at random. And here's a classic example of why, well, misfire isn't always what you think it's going to be. Ignition had been done. and had fresh plugs and had fresh ignition wires and a coil pack. And since most of the ignition had been replaced, it was time to really diagnose the problem and try and catch it in the act. And the first thing I did after pulling codes and going through the usual diagnosis and the looks and the visuals is road test it. Yep, sure does light tip in throttle the car will the the truck would start to break up and buck and 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 just not run right check engine light came on it was set in P0300 P0302 P0304 fault codes ended up for my next step disconnecting the EGR valve that's right this is a 4.2 liter Ford V6 and there's some special things you need to know about a 42 Ford just like the 3.8 Ford. They both have one very common failure in common. And knowing that, I went right after the EGR. Unplugged the EGR valve and my problem went away. Absolutely ran perfect. Actually ran really good. Actually ran better at idle than it did with the EGR valve connected. And the EGR valve isn't even doing anything at idle, or so it seemed in my mind. It was time to pull the intake manifold. Why? Uh, Let me tell you the tale. Once I knew that EGR flow was affecting the misfires and how the vehicle was running, it was time to take a look at something very unique to these these engines, the 4.2s and the 3.8s, the EGR feed ports under the intake plenum. What Ford did was they inject EGR exhaust gas back into the intake charge directly through the intake manifold, and they're very tiny orifices, very small, eighth-inch drill bit or smaller. And what happens is, over time, they tend to carbon up. And there's no real way to clean them other than remove the intake manifold. A hesitant customer, I got approval. They were looking to see where we were going. But I got them to approve it, pulled the intake manifold, plant them off, and sure enough, four of the six EGR ports were plugged solid. A fifth one was 75%, kind of like a clogged artery sort of like um, too much crumb cake with with butter that I was telling the boys about before the show today. I'll tell you that story in a little bit. Stick around. And cleaning the four ports, cleaning the fifth port, making sure the EGR was good. By the way, with the clean it, we took the EGR valve off, and I had Danny stand there with a rag and some glasses and hold his hand against the port, and I blew air backwards after soaking it with some top-end engine cleaner. And the chunks of carbon that came out of this were just, Unbelievable. Put it all back together. You know what? That's the best running 4.2 Ford V6 I've seen in a long, long time. It solved the problem. When I handed it back to the customer, I explained everything to him, and he said, gee, I always thought misfire was ignition. And I said, nope, misfire isn't always ignition. There's other things that can do it. Now, here's the bottom line. Here's why it creates the misfire. An engine, a cylinder, has to have so much air, so much fuel per cylinder, per cylinder to run evenly. If one cylinder, if a fuel injector died, that cylinder's not Mm going to contribute, right? There's no, or there's not enough combustion there if it's partially restricted. The cylinder won't be able to run even with the others. In the case of the EGR ports being restricted, the ports that were restricted were backing up EGR and forcing more volume to come out the ones that were open. So you were washing out one or two of the other cylinders with EGR that the computer couldn't compensate for because it can't see that difference. It can't see that imbalance. It can only react to the misfire and the stumble that's created when the EGR, when the exhaust gas is washing out the air fuel charge going into those particular cylinders that weren't clogged yet. Unplugging the EGR took the exhaust gas away from the cylinders and allow the vehicle to run even, which told me this wasn't something ignition or fuel. This was something else affecting one of those two. And that's how I got to the point where the misfire fault was related from exhaust gas, EGR failure on that particular engine. But something very common, 4.2s and 3.8s, a lot of the wind stars, a lot of the freestyles, all those, they all have that particular engine. If you're suffering from that and your mechanic mm-hmm. can't find it, Tell them disconnect the EGR valve and watch what happens. Hello and welcome. Ron and in the car doctor here, 855-560-9900. A lot going on this hour. We're going to be talking to the folks from Motor Medic down around the bottom about their fuel system cleaning system, Fuel Pro System Complete to uh, remove carbon. Basically what I'm talking about here, not that it would fix EGR, but it's a good idea to do a carbon cleaning on engines on a regular basis. And their method of doing it, something new to the market, is so revolutionary we thought we'd have them on to talk about it because it's obviously good maintenance it can help prevent the $1,000 repair bill this Ford van owner had to go through to uh, help resolve their problem. But we are here to take your calls. Also, as a reminder, we are giving away a $50 gift card to O'Reilly Auto Parts this hour, so you want to be in the running for that, and uh, be nice to Fast Harry when you call in, and he'll be glad to talk to you and uh, see what you got going on. But like I said, let's kick open the garage doors right now, 855-560-9900. James on Line 1 in Waterville, Maine. How can I help you, sir?
1: Hi, Ron.
2: Yes, sir. What's uh, going Sorry on? about your mother. Oh, that's but okay. hope she, yeah,
1: you hope know. she does better. I, I hope she does um, better.
0: Mom, mom, mom's tough. She'll uh, she'll bounce right back. You know, it's it's just it's just absolutely amazing. I think next week when she gets back, she's probably going to go join the parachute corps because uh, she hasn't done enough yet in her life. She just keeps going. She's like the Energizer Bunny. So what can I do? For, awesome. What can I do for you, James?
1: Well, several weeks ago, um, I think about two weeks ago now, you were talking about a GMC that had a dash light problem, lights flickering, things went off right. and on. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and I've been having a very similar problem. With a 2005 Ford F-150, uh, drive down the road. All my dash lights will go on. Odometer will go to zero. Speedometer will go to zero. The odometer, the trip odometer, will flash and go blank.
0: Okay. The
1: truck runs great. Uh, four-wheel drive light will come on. Every, you know, the whole dash lights up to tell you everything is wrong, and there's no reason the truck should be running. Right. So you were talking about uh, a bad ground. So I've been looking, and this has been going on for a while. But I, you know, keep okay. Maybe I'll try to find it. Um, This mine has one other kind of strange thing, and that is if you pound on the dash with your fist, everything comes back and works great.
0: Well, (laughs) so I took, (laughs) like Mom always said, if it doesn't work, hit it a little bit. Yeah,
1: and so I took it to my Ford garage out of frustration, and uh, they. They said they'd run the codes, and then they came back out, and I was kind of disappointed. I mean, they charged me for running it. It's quite expensive to hook it up. And they said, we can't tell you anything. And I said, what do you mean? It's secret. And he says, no, we got so many fault codes, he says, we can't tell the difference between any of them.
0: Okay, so, said, so, so we
1: cleared the machine and right. come back later.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and, yeah, and you know what? If they're, if they're a good shop and if, they're really, if they've really got your best interest at heart, in my opinion, they're going to run that scan again, no charge, just to yeah. just to continue the diagnosis there. Uh, well, yeah. they offered
1: me a fix, right? They they said we think you ought to replace your dashboard circuit board. I'll take it off and replace the whole dash, and they said that will be twelve hundred dollars. And I gulped and said, "Well, okay." I got to ask you: Will it fix the problem?
0: And he says, "We maybe. don't know." And they said, <laughs> "And they said maybe." Well, yeah, they said maybe. And, and you know, <laughs> even though there was multiple codes. What codes were they? Did they write any of them down? I hope. I hope.
1: No, I wasn't that lucky. So now okay. I'm looking for. I'm going to try to find some other garage that will run them and give me the list because okay. they um, they could have uh, given me a printout. But what I ended up with is nothing. I'm going to give you the so, list.
0: I'm going to give you the list of what you'll probably see. You got a pencil? Sure. These are all U codes. U is in Utah, and they're all they're all <laughs> communication faults, and that's typically what we see. All right. Yeah. They're going to be nineteen hundred. 1950, 2013, and probably a 2023, 2023, 2023. And what those point towards is problems with communication on the instrument cluster or the instrument cluster wiring and or bus. Now, this could be a problem with Fuse 21, which is very common with these trucks. It It stops carrying the load or it has a poor connection or it vibrates loose or it gets corroded or... Well, there are half a dozen things. And, you know, the simplest thing to do is the next time the problem happens, go down to fuse 21. Do you have power on both sides? Do you have power coming out of the fuse box? And if they really wanted to diagnose this, go up and grab the wire that fuse 21 feeds and check for power there at the moment of failure. At least if we can verify power on that circuit, yeah. we, we know the cluster is being fed proper voltage. Kind of important. All right? Yeah, true. Okay. True. Number one, number two, there are known problems with the connector that plugs into the harness for the cluster.
1: Oh, okay. All I've right? seen that on the internet, but I don't always trust the internet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
0: that's 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 common. And then the most common failure is the cluster. But before we just blindly replace it, you can, if you want to do an internet search, you can find. You know, there are, there are companies out there that will test and then refurbish the cluster in exchange, yeah. and I dare to think they're cheaper than $1,200, and at least run it through an electronic analysis where they'll put it on a, a circuit board tester for X number of hours, and usually the failure happens when it gets hot. I'm willing to bet that you've been driving a while, or extreme cold, one or the other. And, oh, you're absolutely correct. And, um, and, it's, and that'll be the tail, and that's going to tell you that, yeah, it's the cluster, but they can test it and catch the failure okay. right there in the act.
1: Okay. Now, I, I saw on the Internet some some talk, Right about cold solder joints. Yep, is that kind of what you're referring to? Yeah, cold solder,
0: sod- cold solder joints break apart and fall apart, and they become a real issue. And they do exactly what you're describing. So that's why I say let's do the um, let's do the search on the internet and take a look at that and go from there. James, I'm here if you need me, babe. Uh, more information coming. Just uh, do those simple tests, and we'll talk afterwards. I'm Ron Annie and the Car Doctor. I'm back right after this. Welcome back, Ron and Annie, and the Car Doctor rolling along this hour at eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Coming up a little bit later, right at the bottom, we're going to go over and talk to Rob Stuck from MotorMedic Fuel Pro System Complete and talk about carbon cleaning and all that that entails. So you want to stick around for that? Right now, let's get over and talk to Mark out in Iowa, two thousand eight Toyota Avalon. Mark, you're on with the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help?
2: Hi, Ron. Thanks for taking the call. You're
0: welcome. What's going on?
2: Uh, well, I have a, a a way to Avalon. That's um. Got about 82,000 on it. Bought it three years ago at 40. Never had a change in um, transmission fluid. And after listening to your show, to be honest, I started thinking that I maybe should be doing that. Uh, and uh, it's sealed units, so I can't tell what it looks like. I just assume it's okay to do. It. But I have a local shop that want, that uh, has uh, not Toyota-produced automatic fluid now they say it's just as good and uh non friction i don't want to give you the name so you can speak freely but it's manufactured by somebody else okay and uh well, to- he can't no. get and he can't get the toyota fluid i should i want to know if i should be going to the dealer and pay double because they well, have the fluid
0: well let's let's start back let's start back a minute mark tell me who it is it doesn't matter i'm going to pick on everybody equally
2: all right he says 50 gallon uh drum made by peak
0: okay um, is it rated for Toyota?
2: I don't know, but he says he's had Avalon many times. Because I have put this stuff in dozens of Avalons, full exchange, and no problems, including older models.
0: Mm. You know, I used to get styes as a kid, and one yeah. doctor wanted to shoot a laser beam in my eye, the other doctor wanted to shoot a laser beam in my ear, and the other doctor wanted to give me a little white pill and see what happened. Um you know, none of them were scientific about it. They were just taking guesses. Chances are, I went with a little white pill, and it worked out. But I was lucky. Um, and 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 while that's a little bit of a stretch of the truth of what actually happened, my point is that if it's not rated for the vehicle, why are we taking the chance when it's easy enough to get something that is? You know, okay. I, I, you know the the And this isn't just with regards to trans fluid, Mark. This is everything. You know, it's it's the temptation of the cheaper part or the cheaper repair is always dulled by the thrill of failure three months, six months, eight months down the road, or the next day. doesn't make sense. If you were trying to restore a, a, a 1949 Ford and you needed a widget and you can only get a what's-it, yeah, I tell you, use the what's-it. It's close. See if it works. But this is something that parts are readily available. It's, it's, it's not an issue. And though I know, you know, and I hear shops talk about this, the scientific approach of, well, I did it on everything else. It must work on this one. Ask them, listen, if the trans fails, are you willing to pay for it? That'll change his tune.
2: I love this. Yeah, I get it. I, I love this. I don't know. You know. Yeah. You're the expert on you know, this. It's, I love yeah. this car. I want to keep it till it's 200000 right. I don't want to mess it up.
0: Right. You know, there 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 are enough choices out there. Idumetsu is the brand name. They make Toyota Type 4 fluid. Toyota makes Toyota Type 4 fluid. Um, You know, Pennzoil makes Toyota Type 4 fluid. Toyota, I mean, Pennzoil actually makes multi-vehicle ATF that will meet the requirements for this vehicle. I've got a lot more confidence using that than something from a vehicle manufacturer or parts manufacturer that says, well, you know, it's sort of general use fits all, but we're not going to tell you what vehicles it fits. You have to guess. And I'm not beating up Peak. I'm just saying, doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't want to take that chance. And I understand where you're coming from. And changing trans fluid is just too many problems and the potential for issues. Uh, that could occur. I don't want to see it happen. Hey, I'll I'll tell you what, Mark, stay on the line. We're going to help you pay for that trans fluid. We've got a $50 gift card here from the folks at O'Reilly Auto Parts. We're going to send that out your way. Stay on the line. Let fast Harry get your information. We also want to encourage you when you're at O'Reilly Auto Parts, start thinking about some of the other things your car may need shock absorbers, batteries. We're going into that cold time of the year. When everybody starts thinking about winter maintenance in O'Reilly Auto Parts, is a great place to start. So you stay on the line. We've got that $50 gift card coming your way. And uh, make sure you get vehicle-specific automatic transmission fluid. Um, perhaps go look for the Pennzoil multi-vehicle ATF out there at O'Reilly Auto Parts, and that'll help put you in the right spot and keep you in that vehicle for many years to come. Harry, please take care of Mark, and uh, we'll see that he's happy out there in Iowa. Hey, coming up next, Rob Stuck and the folks from Motor Medic Fuel Pro System Complete and uh, we'll talk a little bit about carbon cleaning so stick around the car doctor's back right after this Hey hey, hey listeners welcome back Ron Amy and, and the car doctor here. you know We talk an awful lot about fuel and and what it does to today's cars and the problems with carbon deposits and ways that we can take care of our cars and improve their performance and mileage and a whole bunch of other things. And we thought we would reach out to the industry leader at the moment, Rob Stuck. He is the category manager at RSC Chemical Solutions in Indian Trail, North Carolina. And, you know, I have to say that the center of Rob's world has really always been cars. He's... He's got a passion for hot rods. He's built a bunch over of them. We were talking before we went on air about everything that he's got going on, from 48 rat rods to 65 Mustangs, and um, you know he gets it. He's a car guy, and we're happy to have him with us here on the Car Doctor. And uh, Rob's going to stop and talk to us a little bit about how we can take care of fuel and carbon issues in our cars today. Rob, welcome aboard, sir.
3: Hey, Rob, man, I really appreciate you having me on. And, and you're right. There's a there's a lot of preventative maintenance that 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 I think at times gets overlooked. We do some of the simplest things, but one of the things we think really gets neglected is, the, uh, is our fuel system. What we've done is we've developed a really nice kit. It's called a Fuel Pro Compete, Complete, and what it does is it addresses these carbon deposit issues and makes it very simple for people to do this themselves.
0: Well, let me ask you this. What, you know, why is it you know performance and fuel economy kind of drop off? And they do it gradually. People don't really notice it. Um, but, you know, what, what causes that to happen? Um, you know, is it, a of, is it a result of carbon buildup, injector issues, or what's, what's going on with gasoline today? What do you say?
3: Well, there's a whole bunch of things that's going on here whenever you're having carbon buildup. And it, and it can range from poor fuels, uh, just the natural buildup of carbon to begin with, the, uh, the changes of vehicles. The technology is changing from year to year to year. As we try to improve and make our cars more efficient, sometimes we cause the more issues. Uh, some of the older fuel injections are port fuel, where your fuel injection is upstream of the valve. So your gas, whenever it is injected, would rush across the valves and into the combustion chamber and clean that valve. Now you have these GDI gas direct injection cars where the injector is directly injecting fuel straight into the combustion chamber and the problem there is is you no longer have fuel running across the top of that intake valve and the carbon will build up on top of that so now you've got a more efficient but yet you've got this slow uh, carbon build up and over time you may not even notice that you're having poor performance until it's and it's till it's too late.
0: Now, why does carbon have that effect? I mean, so carbon builds up on the valve. So what? You know, why does it create that problem?
3: So, so the the reason why it can be it be a lot of things is it could be from, I mean, just naturally you're going to build up carbon whenever you're combusting like that. But you've got some you've got different levels of grades of fuel. Um, if your air fuel mixture gets off over time, it can gradually get worse, and then so you're not efficiently um, burning that fuel. Um, if your injectors start getting clogged, now you're not atomizing that fuel properly, and it's more streamed out, so you may not be efficiently burning that fuel.
0: So, okay, let's say someone's sitting in the store and they're going, "Gee, I can I can pour this into my tank, or I can take the MotorMedic Fuel Pro Complete and use that. What's What's the difference? Is there an advantage of one over the other?
3: Absolutely. So we've got years and years we've been using these pop and pour products. And in this kit, we have a, a product that will pop the, pop the top off and put it in your fuel tank. What's unique about this kit is we're actually going to address our carbon from the fuel tank and from the intake. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but you've got your intake sitting, plenum sitting up on top of the engine, and you're going to naturally build up deposits of I'm going to call it inside there because you've got your PCV valve is pulling air from the bottom of your motor and that's an oil based vapor that comes into that. You also have your EGR valve which is your exhaust recycle that's pulling uh, dirty air into your intake. So you're never cleaning the inside of the plenum or that side of the intake because and you're never cleaning it because all you're doing is just putting pop and pour in. That'll never get to the top of the plenum and clean that. So this one here, actually, whenever you put it in the vacuum line, it's going to go into your plenum and then down into the combustion chamber across the valves. And it's even a little bit better for those GDI because... You don't have that fuel going across to clean the top of that valve.
0: And I have to tell you, you know, I think we, we had this conversation prior to air that, you know, I've used these kits. And it, to me, this was like somebody invented the better mousetrap. Um, you know, it was, they, they took something that was used to be so complicated and time consuming, and literally anybody can do this. We, we use this kit in the shop, but a, somebody that wants to work on their own car can do this. Find a vacuum line, hook it up, follow the instructions on the kit, and, um, you know, away you go. It's, it's 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 not a big deal.
3: And as simple as that sounds, that's really kind of how simple it is because contained in the box is everything you need. You don't need to go buy any extra equipment to do this. The hose to hook to the, uh, to the vacuum line is in there. You've got the products. We have a holder for the aerosol that goes into the uh, plenum through the uh, vacuum line. It's got a hook on it to hold it to keep it out of the way of the battery terminals and got a nice instructions in there so everything is pretty simple uh, it only takes a couple of minutes to actually exhaust that aerosol can into the intake so you're like two two steps and you're in and out in you know less than 5 minutes
0: let me ask you this so somebody driving around in a 2014 car somebody driving around in a 2008 car mm-hmm. could both of them possibly need to have the fuel systems cleaned
3: Absolutely. Anybody that's driving a vehicle needs to have their, their fuel system clean. It's kind of like uh, you as a person, you know, you've got to take care of your, your body, and you've got to take care of what you're breathing in and what you're feeding it. So like with the car, so in, in the newer the technology gets that are going to these fuel efficients, because we, we know the government has mandated these big milestones and mile-per-gallon increases that the manufacturer have to give. So we're getting smaller motors. There's more of this GDI injected technology and more turbocharged. So with that more that GDI technology that comes out, it makes even more sense with the newer cars and with the older port fuel. You know it cleans it the same exact way, and it's you know it's going to clean all that out whether it's an older car or a newer one.
0: Right. So and it's it's really you're going to do it based on mileage and time. It's 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 both scenarios.
3: Yeah, so, so our recommendation is is part of a normal preventative maintenance program. You're at that six to ten thousand mile range, somewhere kinda of like an oil change if you're using synthetic oils, you kinda of put it as part of that program. Right. What we what we've seen is you know, through our Borescope views and through our pull intake or pull injectors, we see that you start getting that carbon build up like if you do like that GDI technology, you start seeing carbon build up at about 6,000 miles. We've even seen some that some of the injector holes are clogged at 10,000 miles. Huh. So it just makes a lot of sense if you just kind of add that to your normal uh, routine oil change kind of routine, you're going to keep yourself at peak performance right. and, and, and right. very efficient on your fuel.
0: Well, and to the point that the more efficient the engine is, uh, you'll, it increases longevity because the more efficient it is, uh, there's less oil breakdown. There's less combustion problems. There's less byproduct problems. There's, you know, it's you, you're always better if you can be 16 for the rest of your life. If yeah. you know what I'm saying. You
3: know what? That's a, that's a great analogy. Yeah. That is, um, and, and the better you take care of yourself, the better it's going to run. Right. And you know, uh, you know, the most current surveys that are out that the, the average life of the car on the, on the road is 11 and a half years. Is, so it, our cars are getting older, and we need to take better care to make right. them last that 3 400,000 miles.
0: Well, the reason they're getting older is because the, the replacement car is now 35 40,000 Well, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's,
3: a, that's 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 a, that's 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 another good that's point.
0: That's another <laughs> and that's another conversation. Let me ask you this this Rob, I want to I want uh before you go. Um Motor Medics fuel pro complete compatible with catalytic converter and same question O2 sensors, what
3: effect Absolutely. It'll clean those throughout the system, so it does this dissolving, so everything's going to pass through, so any kind of sensor. The only thing that you have to worry about this is, um, you know, we're putting this through the vacuum line, but one of the warnings we have on there is you always want to stay downstream in the mass airflow sensor. That's a very delicate sensor, and it's more up toward the air filter for the most part right. to where it's normally not going to, but we put a warning on there because that's the only sensor, I mean, and you know that was a really delicate sensor. Yep, that's that's kinda um, we, like
0: the ballerina in the bunch. It's just delicate yeah. and balanced and you can't knock it over.
3: And we've learned a lot about mass airflows over the years. I mean, whenever those first were coming out, people were cleaning them with brake cleaner. Ooh. And it's just yeah, it would yeah. just dissolve them and this just wouldn't last. So you know, that's why they've got specifics out there for like mass airflow. It takes a little less aggressive but it is. It is the ballerina of the system.
0: Is it problems just real fast uh, putting Motor Medic Fuel Pro Complete into the system too fast? Is that possible?
3: That is not possible with this kit, and that's one of the guarantees we have is this kit. So it's got a hose that hooks onto the aerosol can, and it's metered. The output is metered. So what it is is you're not fully flooding it with a garden hose. So right. Now, you can't compress liquid. So what happens whenever uh you know, some of, there's some other things that I've seen in the market to where people will use a, like a liquid and take your vacuum line and just stick it down inside of a can and just start sucking it in like a like a garden hose.
0: Right, and that, that, that can be an issue.
3: That that's yeah. gonna that can be and I'm gonna say it every time, but can be catastrophic because right. once you get to the point the pistons are gonna keep going up and it's gonna say, No, I don't think so. Yeah but that's whenever you start having the connecting rods bent and, right. and having that hydrostatic lock.
0: Right. There's only so much room in the bus. And, right? Yep, and, and
3: so it's metered to where it comes out to a, a, us, you know, and it only takes a few minutes, but it's metered to where it's, we guarantee that that will not, will not happen.
0: Real quick, Rob, website, place listeners can go for more information?
3: Absolutely. So not only have we come out with this really cool kit, we've actually thought, you know what, just putting it on a shelf is not going to be enough. We want to educate and help people feel comfortable with doing it, We've got a website called fuelprocomplete.com on this site. Uh, we've got our demo video. It'll show you all the way how to, how we take care of this kit and how it works. We also have some uh, pictures on there. You can select your make and model, and we're continually adding to that, building that database to where, say, if you, let's say, if you have a Honda Accord, you can select that, and you'll see what a typical uh, Engine bay looks like, and a typical location on where you'll uh, where you'll find that. So we've like, done a lot of education to help.
0: Kind of like how-to stuff. Rob, you guys have done a really great job. I can tell you, as I said before, we're using this in the shop, and we're seeing very positive results with it. And uh, that's why we thought it'd be great to get you up here to talk about it. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time today, and my best to everybody uh, down North Carolina way. You take good care.
3: Uh, thank you so much, Ron. I really appreciate the time, and uh, you know, appreciate the show and all that you guys are doing.
0: Thank you. You take good care. I'm running in the car, doctor. We'll be back right after this. back ron and the car doctor here at 855-560-9900 by the way that's the car doctor's 24 7 toll free number you call 855-560-9900 i'll be here to answer your question live saturdays 2 to 4 p.m eastern time or you leave a message at 855-560-9900 and fast harry will call you back and get you in queue for the next live broadcast let's get over and talk to ken syracuse new york 2002 nhra special edition firebird hey ken Yes, Neat. sir. Hi. And, oh, an oldie but a goodie. Oh, you're very welcome. Hey, what's going on up in Syracuse real quick? Are they, um, are the rumors I hear correct they're closing the fairgrounds or the racetrack or something? What's going on there?
1: Yes, the racetrack is done. Wow. They're taking it down. And what are they putting up? Uh, RV campgrounds.
0: <laughs> wow. They can make more money doing that?
1: Well, they've opened a new amphitheater across the road for entertainment.
0: But okay. Race-
1: race-wise, they're done.
0: You know, in the Moody Mile and all that's gone? All gone. Wow. Piece of history, yeah. Piece yeah, of history. Have you
1: ever come up here for the for the shows, the car shows?
0: No, I haven't. I, you know, I'm kind of busy on the weekends. Uh <laughs> I guess. you. know, not a lot of spare time. But um, yeah, it's 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 on my bucket list. But now I guess my bucket just uh, got a little lighter. One less thing to do. Yeah. So, but um, how can I help you today, Ken?
1: Okay, with this car, it, it I've only got sixty five thousand. I only drive it a couple thousand miles a summer. It's my toy car. Right. Uh, when I, when it's been sitting for days at a time and I start it up, I got a, a, a noisy lifter sound. All right. It, it's gone by the time I get down to the corner. But, uh, it, and if I drive it every day after that, I don't hear it. But, you know, again, sit a couple of days and, and it's back again. So I was wondering if there's any kind of an additive I can put in the crankcase.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things and, and understand an an older car, this is old school technology. An older car, my approach for maintaining this car is very different than a newer car in a lot of ways. One of the things we used to do way back in the day, you know, we've got a vehicle that sits, it, it, it runs short trips or long trips, and then it sits for long periods of time. Oil gets varnishy, it gets it gets it gets contaminated in it, and it creates problems like this. First step, believe it or not, is I would take this and lower the oil level in the crankcase, Half a quart of automatic transmission fluid. Half All right, and what that's going to do? I'll tell you what, Ken. I'm going to the clock's going to take me. I don't want to. I don't want to rush this. Stay on the line. Let me get through the break, and then I'll be right back, and we can finish this out. I'm running into the car doctor. We'll be back right after this. Ron and Andy in the car doctor here. Let's get over and talk to Ken, Syracuse, New York. Ken, you're still with us. I am. So, you know, the, the the deal with trans fluid is trans fluid is a very high detergent fluid. It has a great scrubbing action to it, which is one of the things that creates a problem on older transmissions when the fluid's not changed. And they always say, you've always heard the conversation about don't change fluid that's really dirty. That's because if someone lets the fluid get really dirty, it stands a chance of, the fresh fluid will scrub all the varnish and shellac off the walls of the trans and create particular problems and clogging and so forth. And that's a different conversation, different day. In your case, I'm willing to bet that we've got a lifter that's sticky or varnished up, and the trans fluid will go in there and scrub it clean and, and, and remove enough of the contaminant. So it's lower the oil level, put a half a quarter, a pint of trans fluid in it, and a good old GM decks, why not? That's what we've always used. And let it sit there and idle. And let it sit there and idle as, as, as long as it takes, sometimes up to a half hour, 45 minutes. Now, after an hour, if it doesn't do anything, then we've got to face the reality that maybe we've got a lifter issue, or we can go to step two, which is extreme. You ready for the extreme real quick? Yeah. The extreme is lower it by a full quart and put a quart of brake fluid in the car, in the engine. Nothing. Is more caustic than brake fluid absolutely nothing all right the danger is and you have to understand this going in you also stand the chance of creating seal issues lubrication issues and it's sort of the fail-safe I don't think you're anywhere near this it would be the equivalent of using a nuclear bomb to kill a ct fly I think it's overkill in your case but it's the idea of we're trying to scrub away contaminant all right so just keep that in mind. And also, just as regular maintenance, we just had them on. It's fresh on my mind. Think about doing a carbon cleaning. Fuel Pro System Complete would really help this car because of the fact that it sits so much. Lots of carbon deposits. Lots of other issues that you might be able to prevent by using it. So try those things, Ken. Give me a call. Let me know how it works out. Until the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.